This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. What an interesting last few hours. It is really amazing that kind of out of nowhere it sort of came out, as we saw. Now Hunter Biden has been charged on three different gun counts. And, of course, it all ties back to 2018 when the 53-year-old basically lied about being addicted to cocaine when he was filling out that gun form. And this is such an ironic moment because Hunter Biden is now going to basically use as a defense, most likely, that the Second Amendment uh, should be something that is preserved, somebody having the right to have a gun, That's in the Constitution. And he's going to say that these charges are essentially a violation of the Second Amendment. And he's basically going to be contesting the charges, the allegations and the issues that his father has been fighting so hard to preserve and to go after other people for. So he's basically questioning the laws and the issues on the books that his father as president has been pushing for and trying to pin on everybody else out there. And he's going to say, well, that's overreach. Uh, that's a violation of the Second Amendment. So what an ironic moment this is that the son is going to be talking about freedom of access to firearms. Again, what is in the Constitution? And he's going to have to essentially say uh, whoever has been pushing these rules to go after people like him, it's an overreach. Well, then I guess he has to look right at his father because his father has been going on and on and on. Every time there has been any sort of issue with guns in the country or there's been shootings, the first thing President Biden do is goes to gun control and talks about increasing gun control. And so how bizarre and wild is this moment that now we have his son saying, well, maybe that's an overreach because suddenly it's in the family. So what do you make of the fact that the son has now been charged with three gun charges? They're obviously not the more serious counts that they could have been looking at him for. They could have been looking at him for the foreign lobbying. They've thrown the book clearly at people like Paul Manafort and other people, so they seem to not be shy on throwing the book at people when it comes to foreign lobbying. But for some reason, they've been dragging their feet on Hunter. Also, the tax issues. 
There's all these different issues that Hunter Biden is ensnared in, and especially the foreign lobbying, too. If you look at it, that's that's really serious stuff, because that could lead to the father, Joe Biden. But for now, it looks like those charges probably, given the statute of limitations and all the other stuff, it will probably be left up to Congress to look at those. Although, who knows, maybe David Weiss will have another sort of epiphany, the special counsel. He clearly is going after Hunter Biden now on these gun charges. But is it just a way to sort of placate the critics who are obviously saying that the first son got a free pass? Remember that whole sweetheart plea deal that was happening? All of that that was in the works. And clearly David Weiss was hoping not to have his cover blown, nor Hunter Biden's cover blown, when they went in for that sweetheart plea deal. And the judge was like, well, this doesn't seem kosher. So is this just now a way to sort of placate, if you will, the critics and ignore all the other much more serious charges? Or could this maybe be a turn and a sign uh, that this special counsel has been so publicly embarrassed and uh, excoriated, if you will, because as he should be for working in that little swept under the rug deal that was clearly in the works, is he maybe now trying to save some face? Where do you see it headed? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here is Andy McCarthy, of course, former deputy U.S. attorney. This is his take on it all. Most interesting and important information that's come out in connection with the investigation has been the information about foreign payments into the Biden family coffers. I mean, the, look, the Hunter Biden gun case uh, is uh, is an interesting case, but it's not really of great mm. national consequence other than the fact that right. he happens to be the president's son. Uh, but the other conduct, we're talking about tens of millions of dollars connected to regimes that are both corrupt and anti-American uh, that ended up in the pockets of the Biden family and that were explicitly, uh, you know, basically sold under what was what they refer to euphemistically as the Biden brand. I mean, obviously, they were selling his political influence. That's the important thing in terms of national security. That is. And that is a huge issue that for sure is going to be looked into. There is no doubt about that. Meantime, President Trump opening up with Megyn Kelly, and he says, you know what, uh, what's happening now to the Biden family, he's not shedding any tears. Nancy Pelosi, crazy Nancy, said, we're going to impeach him. They didn't do inquiries. They went out and they voted because they had the votes. And as usual, everybody votes, you know, for the Democrats. It's a little bit easier. They didn't have Mitt Romney's of the world, and that's really nice because now he's not running today, as you know. He just announced. I think that's great for the Republican Party, for the country, and for Utah. But uh, that's going to be up to them whether or not they want to do it. I have no idea whether they will or not. Uh, We do have a lot of other things, but it's quite important. And they did it to me. And had they not done it to me, I think, and nobody officially said this, but I think had they not done it to me, and I'm very popular in the region. You know, they like me and I like them, the Republican Party. Uh, perhaps you wouldn't have it being done to them. And this is going to happen with indictments, too. They have fake indictments. And I think you're going to see that uh, as time goes by. You're going to see uh, Republicans, when they're in power, doing it. And 
It's a shame when that happens. I'm not in favor of that, but that's what's going to happen because that's human nature. So is turnaround fair play? And where do you see all of this headed now that the first son could actually potentially face jail time, some prison time? There are a couple of different sentences that are attached to these various charges. Now, Rudy Giuliani, who I was talking with earlier today, was saying that in the case of Hunter Biden, he says that Hunter has been treated uh, for drug addiction 19 times and that that could be considered an aggravating factor. You can make the case, oh, well, he's a first time offender. Usually it's not so bad. Uh, But he's saying because He's had all these repeat drug issues and a history of drug use that that could actually very much work against him, even though there isn't any priors in Hunter's background that we know of. Well, it could still count that it's repeat abuse. This isn't somebody who's rehabilitated, at least not at that time, maybe is now. Um, So you just go on and on and on and on. And who knows? He actually could end up having to maybe do some jail time. So what a weird moment that could be. It could turn out that the president of the United States may end up talking about pardoning his son. Now, remember, Corinne Jean-Pierre all along has been saying, oh, no, 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 no. There will not be any deal. There will not be any pardon. But I can't see President Biden allowing his own son to actually go to prison. Remember, He says that Hunter is the smartest guy that he knows. And in fact, here is 4A. This is Corinne Jean-Pierre when she was asked specifically about the pardon issue because she was asked about it a couple weeks ago. And Mark Meredith of Fox News asked this question and there was no gray with her. Take a listen to what she said. Let me go back to the first question of the briefing. I know you said not a lot's changed since yesterday and that it's a personal matter, but from a presidential perspective, is there any possibility that the president would end up pardoning his son? No. Well, is there a, I, I just said oh, no. I just answered. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. So is she going to be held to that? And is now Hunter Biden going to be held to the same standard as the rest of us? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Mike. Line one. Mike, your thoughts about all this? Well, Rita, thank you for letting me be your leadoff hitter. Usually I was hitting in a number two hole. Oh, no. But uh, I, I like to warm people up. But, but I said, you know what? When you have somebody... <laughs> As great as Mike from South Carolina, you got to go for it. <laughs> well, thanks for the words, Ricky. Um, Well, guess what? The walls are closing in. Hunter, uh, gee, you're facing jail time. And, and Papa Joe, what are you going to do now? They're going to have maybe an inquiry into impeachment, you compulsive liar. You're, you're, you're uh, demented. You're, you're delusional. And you're mentally incapable and you're going to, you know, really hit the, the – the stuff is going to hit the fan, Rita, um, pretty much. And Hunter, yeah, well, what, what a great individual you were, huh? Uh, they should show that video again of him uh, driving 110 miles an hour smoking crack pipe. That's great, man. And your brother who died of cancer, he was a, a veteran, and, and you were hanging out with his wife. You were bopping his wife. Well, what else can you say about you, Hunter? 
The list goes on and on. Mike, you threw a lot of stuff out there. By the way, in terms of the driving, you're right. That was wild. He was driving, what was it, like 130 or 40 and like, I don't know, what was it, a 20-mile-an-hour zone? And he's, like, bragging about it. And and that's, you know, that's the problem with with Hunter, with all this stuff. It's all out there for the world to see. Like, you know, he can't say, oh, it's a misunderstanding. We see it with our own two eyes. Uh, that video right. of him. I mean, it's so reckless. And, and what, it, what makes this one also, I mean, there's obviously these other charges are real serious stuff, especially the, uh, Foreign Agents Act, if it ends up yep. going to that. At this point, it's not. But, you know, we don't know yet, Mike. But on this charge, what I find just, and I use the phrase ironic because the father, every opportunity he has, it seems like, he doesn't miss an opportunity where he slams anybody with a gun. Like anytime there's any issue, it's like guns, guns, guns. He won't even put guns in school, by the way, even after shootings right. where people have said, hey, add some guards or veterans or people there. No, no, no. We're not going to harden schools. He wants to have guns like completely eliminated, knowing that that's not going to solve the problem. But the irony of it all is now here is his son. Who's going to say, oh, these are overreach. I mean, this is exactly the father was pushing for background checks, was pushing for truth on forms, pushing for this. And the son <laughs> lies on a gun form. I mean, you can't make it up. You can't make it up. But I love your expression. I've used it uh, lately. I like, you know, verbal curveballs. Looney kazoonies. Uh, yeah. Looney kazoonies. It is. From it's... top to bottom with the Biden family. And guess what, Hunter? You know, maybe you'll find a a, a bro behind bars and you could get a wholesale crack. Oh, yeah, maybe you can make my. a deal. By the way, there you probably can get a lot of stuff behind bars. You know, I don't doubt that one. Uh, you know, but uh, hopefully he's clean. Look, we hope he's clean for everybody's sake. But he certainly wasn't clean when he bought the gun. Uh, 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls, everybody. After the break. Thanks, Mike. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days In, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Well, at a time where the economy is not doing well, as we know, big breaking news just coming in. Breaking news. It appears that the United Auto Workers Union, which represents so many of the auto workers across this country, is getting ready to strike against Detroit's big three automakers and basically do it in a matter of moments. This is a big, big deal. The union was seeking 40% pay raises over four years, along with an array of a whole bunch of other benefits. They were also talking about hours and a whole bunch of other stuff. And the UAW president came out and basically said just a few moments ago, there is no deal. And that means that there could be a major auto workers strike against Ford, General Motors and others coming as early as midnight Eastern time. That is an enormous deal, especially if you look at what's been happening to the auto industry. A lot of them suffering losses as they're like forced to go uh, with these electric vehicles. Also, the economy in general not doing well. So this combination could be disastrous, and many people could indeed be out of work as a result of it. We will keep you posted on the impact that this could have. Uh, And, of course, just continue to stay tuned as we get developments. But it looks like no deal. That means the strike will happen with one of the biggest unions in the country. Uh, Meantime, of course, President Biden can't be, like, selling his economy uh, he's been out there pushing Bidenomics, but today he comes out, doesn't say a word about his son, who has now been indicted on three counts tied to the gun charges, comes out and then starts talking about all these little silly jokes and stuff. It was so bizarre. Here's a serious day where he's supposed to either be commenting about a son or, if not, at least talking about the economy in serious terms. And he comes out and starts like laughing and joking and mucking it up. It's always these weird moments that continue to happen with these president at very ill times. And it's just, it's just really, really bizarre. And it always seems like when it's serious, hardcore moments, he comes out and makes some silly joke. And then somebody has says with a sign, maybe uh, you're supposed to talk economy. You're supposed to talk about a shooting. You're supposed to talk about whatever it is. He just seems completely disconnected. And that is why, as we have seen in some of the latest numbers, that even resoundingly Democrats do not want him to run. We saw yesterday, uh, we saw David Ignatius of the Washington Post, who is probably like the most biggest sycophant in the media, if you will, for this president. He came out and said, you know what? Uh, he shouldn't run again in 24. And Kamala Harris isn't much better. And then today, the New York Times basically says the same thing. I think they're trying to tell him something. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Michael on line two in Manhattan. Go ahead, Michael. Your thoughts about where this Hunter Biden case and Joe Biden uh, potential case is going. Hey, Michael, call us back. We're losing you. Call us back. Let's go to Pete on line one. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Rita. 
Oh, uh, Norman's out there at the protest. Hopefully, we'll get a call with a little report from him or maybe Curtis. Yeah, by the way, by the way, we are going to talk about that later on tonight because there is a big one that's taking place at Floyd Bennett Field. Is that where Norm is? That's where Norm is. He asked me to come out there, but I was busy today and... You know, by the time I got home, it wasn't it wasn't feasible to do it. Well, I'll tell and, uh, I'll tell you, Pete. Do me a favor. Uh, stay with us if you could. I got to go to a quick break. Stay with us, uh, and we'll also talk about uh, the migrant situation. But I want to hear your thoughts also on Hunter Biden now that he is facing it looks like some justice. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great men and women in law enforcement, a really powerful story coming from Salisbury, North Carolina. I know where Salisbury is. Well, the Salisbury Police Department uh, says that a North Carolina community is now praising the life-saving actions of a police officer who rescued an unconscious driver from a burning truck. The incident involved Lieutenant Corey Brooks of the police department there. By the way, it's located about 30 miles northeast of Charlotte. And it was all captured on the officer's body camera. In the dramatic video, Lieutenant Brooks can be seen running toward a semi-truck that's engulfed in flames and discovers that the truck's driver is trapped inside. He is heard shouting, sir, you need to get out of the truck. Talking to an unconscious driver, come on out. Brooks, who is a 24-year police veteran, is then seen removing the driver's seat belt and struggling to lift the man out of the tractor trailer's driver's seat. He pulls the unconscious man out of the vehicle and onto Interstate 85, where a female bystander rushes over to assist. He shouts then, I need help pulling. Come on, come on, come on. In recalling the urgent situation of the massive flames unfolding all around them, the officer says, I'm thinking like, okay, this truck can go at any time. I got maybe minutes or even just seconds to get him out of here. I was thinking either I'm going to die here with him or I got to get him out of here. So Brooks rescued the unconscious driver just in time. The flames grew larger. And just minutes after the rescue, the truck exploded. The driver soon regained consciousness and is now recovering at home after receiving treatment at a local hospital. Lieutenant Brooks said, quote, I just thank God that I was at the right place at the right time. I will never forget this for the rest of my life. What a powerful story. And thank goodness that guy is alive. Thanks to the good work of that lieutenant. By the way, uh, an organization that does so much for our law enforcement, for first responders, veterans, 9-11 victims, is, of course, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. And I am so honored 
to be a part of their walk run, which is coming up on Sunday, September 24th. And all of us here at the Red Apple Audio Network are encouraging all of you to do whatever you can to donate to our individual teams. So you can go to walk.ritacosbyonline.com. That's walk.ritacosbyonline.com and click on my picture to donate. Please help me raise the most money here so we can help the great Tunnel to Towers Foundation in the annual walk run. Let's never forget everybody that has done so much to help this great country and help our heroes. And, of course, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is such a special, important organization that does such good for our great heroes. Again, let's raise money, please, for our veterans, our first responders, and, of course, our 9-11 victims. Go to walk.ritacosbyonline.com and click on my picture. And whatever you can give, it is so greatly appreciated. It's all tax deductible, and it all goes to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Well, we're talking about the fact that uh, now Hunter Biden is the least facing some justice. His attorneys in the last few hours coming out swinging, one of them saying uh, that this is all MAGA Republicans, like they're behind the charges of Hunter. What was happening before is it was going to be swept under the rug if this didn't come out. It was going to be part of that plea deal. And no one would have ever heard that there would have been anything. And then they would say, well, you know what? We couldn't do anything because it was a violation of the plea deal. But the judge said, wait, wait, wait. This seems like unusual plea deal. I've never heard of this. And then remember, everything just exploded and the plea deal fell apart. Well, now his attorneys are saying, wait a minute. This is unethical. There was some agreement. This should hold with the agreement. So there shouldn't be any charges. Remember, he agreed to a diversion program. But the other side is saying everything fell apart. So no deal. So what do you make of the fact that he has now been indicted on firearms charges? These are felony gun charges. And, of course, they come just a few weeks after that plea deal uh, that was struck between President Biden's son and the prosecutors. Well, it fell so much apart. Uh, Basically, the charges here, just to give you a sense of the three charges, two for knowingly making false written claims that he was not an unlawful user of a gun or addicted to any stimulant, narcotic drug, or uncontrolled substance. So I guess what? Uh, You know what? I guess he won big bust. Just look at his video for five seconds, because you're not supposed to have any of those things, especially when you are purchasing a firearm. There's also another charge for illegal possession of the firearm and its connection with the gun that he bought in 2018. So where do you see this case headed? And is this just like a little charge that you think will ultimately go away? Or is this the floodgates about to open? Well, of course, through all of this, President Biden has always said that Hunter's the smartest guy he knows. And this is what he's maintained all along. He said this not too long ago in an interview on MSNBC. Take a listen. This is cut number four. First of all, my son's done nothing wrong. I trust him. I have faith in him, and it impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him. Well, you know what? If I saw that videotape, uh, I don't think I'd be too proud with a lot of the stuff that is out there. And the fact that the president pushes so heavily to go after other individuals 
when there are gun issues and constantly throws gun owners under the bus. Uh, you can't give your son a free pass. If you say one thing and you do another, uh, there's something really unseemly about it. And a lot of people are saying he could technically, quote, preemptively uh, pardon his son. But if he did that now, right now, he'd be just disastrous politically. So we can't do it politically right now. But I wouldn't be surprised if at some point he ends up having to do that. If this goes, I mean, we'll see where the case goes. You never know. Um, the charges could be dropped or who knows what happens or they go full steam ahead and there's other charges. So let's see where it goes. But boy, things are getting interesting for the Biden family. And here is James Comer, because this is his reaction. Remember, he's investigating President Biden and he's looking into all the funds and the finances and everything else. And this is his reaction when he heard the news about these three gun charges. Here is James Comer. That's one of about a dozen crimes that Hunter Biden's committed. And ironically, that's the one crime that he committed that you cannot tie Joe Biden into. So we'll see what happens with the other 11 or so crimes that uh, the president's son's committed. And Matt Schlapp, who was head of CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Committee, this is what he has to say when he was asked, essentially, where is this headed? Is this going to, like, somehow uh, put everything on hold on Capitol Hill? He says, uh-uh, it is full steam ahead. If the DOJ and our attorney general, by the way, he's all of our attorney general and we pay his salary. If he thinks that this is kind of an artful dodge that's going to prevent the House of Representatives from digging deeper and deeper into the bank records, into the anonymous emails, into all these meetings he had with Hunter's business uh, uh, in business dealings, they're sadly mistaken. The fact is, is this. Uh, it seems very clear that there's a pattern of behavior on behind, uh, behind, by our president to uh, help his son get oodles, millions and millions, tens of millions of dollars from foreign sources on topics that Joe Biden, as vice president, clearly as president, had a big role in dis- making decisions over. And here is Mehdi Hassan, a commentator on MSNBC who tries to spin the indictment like, oh, it's small potatoes compared to what Trump is facing. If Hunter Biden was running for president, this indictment would be really bad for the Democratic Party. But the guy who is running for president and who is under four indictments is the possible, probable Republican presidential nominee. So let's just always remind ourselves of our terms. Hunter Biden is not Joe Biden. Republicans want you to think that they are one unit. They are inseparable. They are two different people, and the crux of this entire nonsense, bogus impeachment inquiry is to try and link Joe Biden to Hunter Biden. And as you eloquently pointed out, there is no evidence. They're doing, you know, they're pretending, they're putting the investigation first, then trying to find evidence afterward. And he actually says, this isn't a problem for the election. Uh, I beg to differ. Look, it's bad for Hunter Biden, clearly. It's bad for his dad, Joe Biden, as a father. Nobody wants their child uh, to be indicted, but... Is it bad for the election? I'm not so sure yet. Is it bad for the election? I think it's really bad because, first of all, Joe Biden has sold himself to everybody as like he's the guy who's going to bring normalcy when he comes to the White House. He's the one who's going to bring ethics and values and no favors for family members. No this, no that. This whole case is basically one big, you know, uh, epitome of favors. 
from beginning to end with all the, you know, special treatment with the plea deal and everything else. There are so many, many, many issues here. And the fact that they're just trying to spin it like, oh, it's just some random thing. This reflects, I think, really badly on the Biden family. And I also think as Congress is starting to develop their information, they believe they may be a lot closer to locating some of the funds that have been shuffled left and right through all these shell companies. You can't sit there and say, well, God, Joe Biden just looks like he's so above board. Is there anybody there that believes that after everything we have heard? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Pete. Line one, Pete, let's go back to you. Your thoughts. You know, Hunter should realize that with his addiction and his coke, uh, coke and crack and everything, his father used him as a bag man. You know, if you have a son that has problems like that, you try to help your son, not put him as your bag man. And maybe Hunter will realize and start to turn around and tell a couple of stories that he knows about daddy. You know, this is really ridiculous. I mean, this this guy, I don't feel sorry for him, but he's been used and he should realize it. And then, you know, give up a couple of things on dad because Dad wasn't looking at his best interest when he had him being a bank man. Well, and you know, you know, Pete, remember there, you brought up also, remember there was, I think it was an email. I can't remember if it was an email or if it was a text message where he said, uh, I'm really sick of this. I have to give 50% to dad. I mean, that does, that sounds more like a business relationship than a father son, to your point. Um, you know, right. that sounds awfully fishy, right. you know? Yes. Yep. And dad, dad's sitting next to me. I'm sitting here next to my father. It's almost like uh, the way that that message was. That was another message where he's trying to, you know, put the squeeze on the Chinese. And he claims his father's sitting right next to him. It sounds like a scene out of The Godfather. You know, I mean, it's a, you know, this is you, you can't write it. I mean, this is just wild. But I agree with you. I think there's there's something else there. He's compromised by these countries. That's why he's given in, gave all that money there to Iran or whatever to build bombs, and they're going to probably go in after Israel, and that's terrible. Israel is our best friend and for a free nation. We should be there for them the way, you know, they're there for us. They give us intelligence that nobody could get. They're brilliant, you know, and we should respect that. Yeah, no, I agree. And and the whole thing with uh, Iran, I agree with you. It absolutely, absolutely stinks to high heaven. Uh, let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Go ahead, Dom. Yeah, you know, Rita Hunter should address the auto workers union immediately and say, hey, guys, I'm walking out with you at midnight tonight to protest for your 40 percent pay raise. And my Second Amendment rights to keep and bear my arms and legs to any hooker I choose. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, he's 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 uh, been bare, all right. I agree with you that. <laughs> yeah, and, and and choose the keys to my new Corvette Stingray, you know, because you guys are going on strike. Maybe I'll take some of your cars. We we uh, the important question is we saw. And we couldn't wait to get Trump's mugshot. Well, where is Hunter's mugshot? That I'd like to see. Yeah, that's a great point. Let's see where it's coming. Um, you're right, because we don't know. We don't know if he was actually, if the 
if he has to appear when the arraignment is, you would think it just came out. It looks like today. Um, so you're right. There may be an arraignment, but they'll that will be in federal court. Conveniently, there won't be cameras there. You know, conveniently. What a surprise. But great points, Dom. Thank you very, very much. Let's go to Curtis in North Carolina. Go ahead, Curtis, your thoughts. Hey, um, I'm looking at that the way they're defending Hunter, talking about his Second Amendment rights. And this actually points to something that um, that that uh, gets missed a lot is they know better than what they're doing. We have commentators on the right who say, well, they need to understand. No, 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 they don't need to understand. They do understand. And what they're, they are out to destroy America. That's the point with these people. This is why we need to basically shut the left out of our conversation and move on to bigger things, how we're going to do what we're going to do how we're going to force America to move in the right direction, how we're going to force feed the right things to happen. And we're not, we don't, we never talk about that. It's always what the left are going to do to us. And that's what makes it an, the issue of the day is that the left are doing it today. And that, that means they decide what we talk about all the time. And so maybe reasoning with the undecided voter is fine and good, but, but letting a leftist argue that Donald Trump is guilty of sin and trying to argue back with him, that lets them control the conversation. That's a great, you know, that's a great point, Curtis, because you're right. Um, They're sort of dominating or taking the lead and the Republicans are reacting to it as opposed to going on the offense. Um, And you're right. Uh, They need to take control of the narrative and also need to say, Uh, Here are the issues here and not waver. You know, it it seems like the Democrats, when they go in, I'll give you credit with them. When they go in, they go in full force. And Republicans seem to be a lot more docile, a lot more reactionary. And I think that your point is a superb one because that's not a winning strategy. 1-800-848-9222. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The Rita Cosby Show. So where is this going with Hunter Biden and could he face jail time? Will his president father have to pardon him? By the way, President Trump also did an interview in the last 24 hours with Megyn Kelly. And he said to Megyn that he has considered pardoning himself, which might be an even more interesting reason why he wants to become president, uh, which is an interesting point because he would have the ability on some of the charges to do that. Uh, obviously, President Biden could do that on his own son. He may want to wait and see if more charges are coming because who knows where this is going to go and who knows where it's going to go with all the money stuff against Joe Biden, too. 
And I also think the Democrats see that just the bricks are piling up because there has been this pylon of criticism of the president, too. Questions of his competency, questions of his electability again. There are so many of these different issues and it's coming from people that in the past were very favorable to him. So I think they're reading the tea leaves and going, ah, maybe this is a bit of a liability. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And also, by the way, in the next hour, we're also going to talk about the fact uh, that there's a lot of finger pointing when it comes to the migrant issues. There was another big demonstration that took place tonight. This one also in New York City, where a mega shelter is in the works to go up really soon. And now you got the state, you got the city, you got the federal government, everybody pointing fingers at each other like Abbott and Costello. I don't know who. First on second, first on third. It's like a mess. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Teddy. Line four, Ted, your thoughts. Yeah, it's the once-a-month call that you take. In the meantime, you Dom and Norm and everybody and Pete. Let me just say this. I hope you let me talk, Rita. Actually, Teddy, me... actually, Teddy, you know what? Uh, it'd be nice if you started with a good attitude, because then maybe we'd want to hear you. But okay. go ahead. My, my good attitude is this. He is not the best candidate. I understand that, but at least I can look in the mirror and say I can criticize the other party because I can criticize my own. And all of your callers, hey, Pete, all of my Vietnam friends, they never supported Trump and they never will. You hear me, Pete? And Robert from Philadelphia, you're such a biggest hypocrite in from kingdom come. Okay, Robert? You come across as this intellectual, sophisticated individual, but you're a fake, phony, and a fraud. All right, so, Teddy, hang on. Teddy, Teddy. That's all I got to say. Well, that was an awful lot, Ted. Uh, Do you have a personal opinion as opposed to swiping at other callers on the show? I guess not. He hung up. Wow. That was really like, it was like, I I think he got something off his chest. He seemed to have a lot of, like, pent-up frustration. Wow. Let's go to Stan, who might bring happiness after that. Stan, go ahead. The guy's right. You didn't let him talk. You cut people off. And guess what? He hung up on it. He just hung well, up. Well, he's smart. He did the right thing. Oh, yeah, right. Stan, you know. He couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, he couldn't why. take it. And by the way, we, see, we, the could, we couldn't take it anymore. Hey, uh, well, you can't. The difference between him and me is I can deal with you. He can't. Yeah, That's he can. Oh, my God. Imagine. Hey, I by the way, he's, I think I he's. I want to come back. It's Dan. Dan, you can come back. See Thank how you nice you are. Right. Stan, you stay with us. Stan is going to come back and respond to lovable Fuzzy Teddy after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And the protests just keep on coming. Another massive one took place tonight at Floyd Bennett Field, 
which is a big one there in New York City. Uh, it's expected to be a mega shelter, literally, with maybe as many as 7,000 migrants at one point. And the folks who were organizing some of the rallies around the city also came out for this one. They have not started it yet, but apparently the deal's in the works, the construction equipment's coming in. Uh, the city won't say that for sure it is there yet. It's an old airfield It's called Floyd Bennett Field, which is right across the way, basically, from a uh, beach and a lot of other residential communities. I mean, you sit there and go, why are they putting it here? And originally it was supposed to be for a couple hundred. Now it's up to 7,000. And if you look at the place, it's a big location. That may be just the tip of the iceberg. And here is Curtis Lewa, one of the folks who was organizing the protest tonight. You're in a hut in a third world country, and then all of a sudden you're at the Milford Plaza, smoking weed and drinking cerveza, and going up and down the streets on a motorbike in Vespa, no license, no registration, and the cops say arrest you and turn you loose. Why? Because you're an asylum seeker. Now, if you were a young man with high levels of testosterone, where the hell do you think you would want to go? New York City. And they're coming by the thousands. And Curtis has been organizing the protests out there tonight. He was also with another WABC radio host, Sid Rosenberg, uh, who grew up in that community. So people are really getting involved and saying, you know what? Enough is enough. What are your thoughts? Because, boy, there seems to be a lot of finger pointing taking place there. Let's go to Norm, by the way, who I think... I uh, was out at the rally. Go ahead, Norm. Fill us in. Yes, Rita. Um, it was, it was um, I would say there was under 1,000 people there. I would say around 700 people. And uh, um, very stirring guest speaker, uh, speakers, uh, Tom Sullivan, um, who's a, basically a local celebrity. Um, anyway, um a uh, another a local politician, some woman named Gwyn. I don't. Know, I, I didn't get her name. That was yeah. But I, anyway, anyway, Norm, do me a favor. Just ex- describe to everybody because we have listeners all over the country. Where sure. Floyd Bennett Field? Kind of describe the area. You know, we know it's an old airfield. What Southeast Brooklyn? Kind of give yes, us a sense of the lay field. of the land. It's an old airfield. It's it's quite beautiful. It has. Uh, uh, a lot of greenery. It has um, there. There are there is a there are tennis courts. There are there are uh, um, swimming pools. There's a, there's a beach nearby. There's a, there's a petting zoo. There's the there's the um, uh, the, the sanitation department has a depot there. There's a, I mean there's a lot going on there, and um, and, and as well as the, the large airfields and hangars, which I think are should be. Uh, uh, national landmarks, if you ask me. I mean, I know I, I you know, I, it's um, quite a beautiful area. And then you have the bridge, and that's this is the Brooklyn side. And then on the other side, you have uh, beautiful communities of uh, of uh, of Queens on the other side. So, what do you guys hope to accomplish, Norm, by being out there? And and I think it's great as long as things stay peaceful and calm, which um, mm-hmm. they seem to be, which is great. What what do you hope to accomplish to prevent it from going up or or what are your thoughts because it seems like seems like especially on this one 
Uh, they've played a lot of games. Um, you know, I was talking with Curtis earlier, and it was like, on mm-hmm. one hand, um, they were saying, oh, it's not going to happen. They weren't getting back to officials. And then the next thing they know, they're ordering construction stuff. They can put it up pretty quickly, as we've seen in the mm-hmm. past. But do you what do you what do you hope to accomplish by all of you being out there? How many people were out there tonight, too? I would say there was under a thousand people. I mean, I, I, I don't think it was more than a thousand. I would say anywhere from. Seven hundred, let's say. And and what do you hope to accomplish by being out there? What does everybody hope to gain from this? To maintain our neighborhoods, to not have to not have everything uh to not fundamentally change that part of Brooklyn, which is this is what it's going to do. Do you think I you mean, can you block know, we, it? Do you think you can block it? I'm going to give it my damnedest. No, bravo. I, I'm telling you, Norm, I, I think it is so troubling where these locations are going up. Um, mm-hmm. As you just talked about, it's really, really concerning. And I think um, mm-hmm. I think it's a right of every American to get out there and peacefully mm-hmm. protest the way it's been handled seems very surreptitious um uh, just and power numbers would, you know i would like to applaud curtis for this um you know you sometimes i hear his speeches i've heard curtis speak many many times um he reached an incredible height i i i listening to his speech tonight was uh, it it I was shaking. I mean, you know, he he really he really outdid himself. I mean, I heard him other times where it was funny and it moved me a little bit. This was very moving. The speech was very moving, you know, about being, you know, head of the rebels and, you know, join me, you know. And it was it was it was a very inspiring speech. And uh, and uh, I'm there. <laughs> well, you got to keep us posted, you and Curtis. Thank you, Norm, very, very, very much. Uh, you sound tired. sound like you had a long night, uh, but uh, definitely power, as I mentioned, in numbers with a lot of you out there. Uh, a little less than a 1,000, you were saying. That's still a huge group. Thank you very, very much. Uh, and, by the way, in the middle of all this, President Trump speaking out to Megyn Kelly saying that the country is a mess. And one of the things he often talks about is the situation at the border. Here's what he said a little bit ago. I say it in my speeches. We are a nation in decline. We are really a declining nation. We're a nation in serious, serious decline. And I think I can turn it around very fast. So um, I agree. I could enjoy all over the world. I have the most beautiful places in the world. I have the best of everything. And uh, but I, I actually like doing this because of the fact that I see something that we have to save our country. It is a mess. So where do you think things are headed? And also, as we are talking about Hunter Biden and the new charges, the gun charges that came against him just a few hours ago, one 800 848 Stan is back. Uh, Stan, go ahead, my friend. You know, that guy that just spoke, uh, Trump, he, he, if he fell off his ego, he'd break his neck. And that's probably what will happen anyway with him. But the point is, uh, Curtis Wheeler means well. and he's um, trying It's to Sliwa. Do- it's Sliwa, Curtis, but go ahead. Him and his brother, yeah. Look, he means well. 
But the harsh reality is it's not about this situation. It's about him and about him becoming mayor. That's what he, he said it outright. And the fact is, once he gets in. Can you can't... focus on Hunter Biden? Because oh, well, that's yeah, why I you called. Like, hey, you're, you let that idiot talk, that, that guy out there. Well, so why not? I mean, uh, since you're letting everybody Who talk. are you talking? Yeah, yeah, guess what? They're callers. You're not the only one who calls into the yeah, show, so Sam. So you let Norm talk. Go yeah, ahead. I did I because talk. he just came back from the rally. Yeah, Maybe I missed say, you at the rally, ahead, Stan. Were you at the rally too? No, I wouldn't go out there. All right, so time. then, all right, so then, let's talk about Hunter. Go ahead. Well, well let's, I'll talk about Joe and Hunter. Hunter isn't the pro- Hunter. Whatever happens to Hunter, it's his problem. But the president has nothing to do with him. And Comer looks like the fool that he is. He thinks he's got the president. He doesn't. He has nothing. And uh, the son will have to deal with his problems on his own. They're trying to. Move him in with him and comply that they're both together in this thing. No way. Joe, you keep underestimating this guy. I got news for you. You will lose on, on Hunter. You may be right. But on the president, you ain't got nothing. Neither does Comer and the rest of these yo-yos who call up have nothing. I wish they did, but they have nothing. I wish you had something to say that you can prove. But you say nothing. Stan, Stan, there's there's a lot of very circumstantial evidence. Circumstantial. Yeah, and guess what, Stan? There are a lot of people in prison on circumstantial evidence. Yeah, well, most cases. Love that. Most love that. No, but, but that is true. Most cases are circumstantial evidence. When, I but but Stan, yeah. uh, hang on one second. Sure, because sure. Go ahead. because no, go ahead. and I've said this before. Do I think there should be more information out there? Because I think if you're going to go after the president of the United States with an impeachment, this is just an inquiry, so it's a lower standard for sure. But if you're going to go to, like, say, a full throttle impeachment, I think there should be more information. I've said that a million times, Stan. So, you know, don't, like, try to, you know, portray something else. However, you make it sound like you and many of these other folks out there, you know, your your friends probably like Jamie Raskin and all these other ones, they come out there and they're like, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Are you uh, kidding well, okay. me? Stan. Answer? Yeah, but, but Stan, Stan, the information, clearly, he has, there are emails and text messages where he says, I'm sitting next to my father. Or I have because. to give I have to give X to, half to my dad. I'm sick of it. You know, I mean, what is that? What is he just? Yeah, I guess I'm he's sitting, making sitting, he's making it all up. I'm sitting next to you right now. You're here with me. I mean, come on. You Who know knows? What? It you may know be why? true. Maybe not true. By but the, the way, you know is. why you can't prove it? Because there was a cover up. Because oh, uh, you know, really, actually, you Stan, can, you Stan, talk like Stan, you got actually, nothing. you know what, Stan? Who's I, covering I, up what? I can definitively say there was a cover up. Because the IRS agents, who are credible lifetime agents, basically, of the IRS, came out and said that they wanted to pursue it. They saw that WhatsApp message and said, oh, he said he's sitting next to his father. Let's prove it. You can check. It's easy. You can check, you know, cell phone towers. You can, you know, triangulate. It's very easy to be able to see. Is Biden sitting right next to him? And they were said, no, we're not going to go there. So oh, they really? were never allowed to look at it. Doesn't that sound a little fishy to you? No, it doesn't. And let me ask you, Stan, I, look, do all your friends, def- do okay, all your ahead. friends, Stan, do all your but, friends when they get money on a deal, you know, suddenly pay their grandchild, uh, you know, millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then they come from these rogue individuals like uh, the mayor of Moscow's wife. 
and guys from Kazakhstan and China. It's really interesting that grandkids are doing business with them that like can barely like, you know, walk and somehow they're making tons of money. And then it goes through all these shell companies. I guess that's all a coincidence. Rita, that sounds really above board. Rita, can I? Okay, can I say thank you? Rita, all I want you to do is very simple. What did they? What did these people get for their money? You no. Uh, if he got all uh, the change of policy. Wait a minute. A unilateral decision to fire the, the prosecutor. What did they get, Rita, you got to prove that they got something. So far, they've have proved nothing. We got nothing. it. You got him on camera saying, "Son of a bee, I fired the prosecutor," and he always claimed that it was State Department policy and other people's policy to get rid of the prosecutor to withhold the one billion dollars. That's a bee stand of aid. Guess what? And you know what he did? He suddenly, on his own, he decided to fire the prosecutor. He always claimed it was policy. He was just following policy. So far, we haven't seen anybody in a decision process that said it was policy. So somehow he had an epiphany in the middle of the night when he found out his son, who he claims he has no idea of his business deals to, suddenly his son who's making tons of money. It's all a coincidence, right, Stan? All of it's a coincidence. Rita, where are the recordings you keep talking about? You say there's recording. I've heard you say it a couple of times. I said that there's... Where are the recordings, Rita? There aren't any. Stan. Where are they? Stan, by the way, I agree with you. I'd love to hear those recordings. Apparently, according to a well-accomplished... FBI informant that they had for years upon years. He says the head of Burisma has the recordings and the daughter. Boy, I agree with you. It'd be interesting to see it. Now, if you hear it, will you maybe change your mind? Or if suddenly there's bank records that show money went in there? Or is it always orange man bad, Joe Biden brilliant? Well, Trump is no good. We know that already. He's no, we don't. Consider- but go oh, ahead. Yes, you we do. do. Hey, he's you ready to, Stan, he's you didn't answer my question. If, there's, if there is bank records that say... Here's the ten million, and boy, isn't that funny? The ten million went into that Joe Biden home repair the next day. Do, would that make you think maybe maybe it's more than a coincidence? What, and I'll do that, Rita. When you check, when we start checking out uh, Trump's daughter and son-in-law for the deals with Saudi Arabia that he knew about, that's against the law. You don't talk about that little deals that went through billions. Huh? I don't hear you. Of course not. I didn't think. I by would. the way, but and I've talked about that before, Stan. I actually don't think that that looks good. The difference is that son has had the son-in-law, Jared, has had a lot of business in foreign countries and in real estate and was extremely successful before he even met Trump. I mean, so his whole family had a lot of big money business deals. So he was qualified to be able to do that. And a lot of that happened after also, President Trump left office. So there's a lot of questions. I, I don't like the appearance of that either. I know where you're going on that, but it's a very different. It's apples and oranges. He was the sitting vice president in charge of policy, and then that happened. That's very different than a qualified businessman who was making huge money deals, and then this happened. That's a little different. You know, that's like saying, uh, you know, you got uh, the ice cream man uh, suddenly you're going to send them over to do a deal in Kazakhstan. That's a, that's, that's a little fishy ice cream. You know, 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And 
coming up after the break, we're going to talk more about these massive migrant shelters that are going up around New York City. And it's busting at the seams. Earlier today, I was talking to the head of emergency management for New York City, and he was saying that they have on tap about 113,000 have come through New York City. He says about 60 are in the shelters. The other 73,000, he doesn't really know where they are. They just kind of come through New York City. Uh, but they don't really know exactly where they've been. And still, there's so much finger pointing in all the different directions. So I want to get your take on who's to blame. And if there's any end in sight, this is going to be a mess. And the next, literally next year or two or three or who knows, uh, if the Democrats stay in the White House and they continue this policy, uh, boy, I can't imagine how much more damage that open border is going to cause. It's really, really frightening. Meantime, we're also talking about the charges against Hunter Biden, the three gun charges, again, for lying on the gun form, saying he wasn't on drugs, uh, and also uh, the having the location of the gun, too. There's a lot of issues that are tied to it, the purchasing of it. You're not supposed to be on drugs, so he made the false claims. And anybody else, they would have thrown the book at the guy from day one. He even said in his book that he was on drugs at the time. There's no gray. But if you listen to Democrat uh, Congressman Jamie Raskin, uh, who, of course, couldn't wait to sear Trump, this is what he says about the Hunter charges. I don't think people should applaud the system when it works for Hunter Biden, but then try to tear the system down when it works for Donald Trump. I mean, both of them have been been indicted on various charges. The presumption of innocence operates for both of them. Due process rights operate for both of them. And, um, you know, we we shouldn't take delight in other people's misfortunes, but we have to have a rule of law. Right. Equal justice. Is there anybody out there who thinks the Democrats have been equal justice? Uh, Let's go to BJ. Line five. BJ, your thoughts. I mean, that's the most insane comment from that guy. I tip my hat to Curtis, to Norm, and all the patriots that are fighting the illegal alien invasion that this country is being laid siege to. These men are patriots. And Peter Schweitzer's book, Profiles in Corruption. Oops, I got to let you go, but I agree with you. Very patriotic. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a powerful city coming from a story coming from Sioux City, Iowa, where a veteran has been chosen to be one of the honorees for the 2023 Purple Heart Patriot Project. U.S. Army Sergeant Patrick Burgess, who is a Purple Heart recipient, will represent other Purple Heart heroes at Iowa's representative. Now, this year's mission is going on uh, from September 18th to September 22nd in Newburgh, New York. Now, according to the National Purple Heart Mission, U.S. Army Sergeant Patrick Burgess is going to represent the heroes as the representative in this tribute of courage and sacrifice of America's combat wounded. The trip includes visits to the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, also visiting historic Washington's headquarters, a special tour of the National Purple 
Hart Hall of Honor and other unique tributes. Veteran Burgess enlisted in the U.S. Army in 1967 at the age of 17. After basic training at Fort Lewis, Washington, he was sent to Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, where he received training in demolition and minesweeping. And from there, he was deployed to Vietnam as a combat engineer with the 25th Infantry Division. Burgess was wounded by a Viet Cong grenade in February of 1968, and he returned to Vietnam more than a year later in 1969, with the 29th Combat Engineers and his unit also was under heavy siege when he arrived. He finished his tour in the summer of 1970. I would say he certainly deserves all these incredible honors and what a great American hero and how beautiful the Purple Heart Foundation. I love that organization. I've met many of the people uh, behind it, and they do such beautiful work honoring some of the greatest folks that have served our nation and continue to serve. So bravo to this veteran, U.S. Army Sergeant Patrick Burgess, and, of course, all the other Purple Heart recipients out there. We love you, and we also appreciate you. Well, we're talking about justice in America, and we were talking about the Hunter Biden indictment. Uh, Now he has been charged with these three separate gun charges. But will they go anywhere? Or is this all smoke and mirrors? Let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania, line eight. Dave, your thoughts. Hey, hi, Rita. I I wanted to touch on the uh, price of oil and the economy. But uh, I'm following Ted and Stan. And I mean, do you mind? Can I? Yeah, but can I speak? Can, can I speak to them in their native tongue for a second? Oh please? no! If it's a native tongue, it'll be uh, it'll be uh, uh, either uh, mumbling, fumbling, or a bunch of swear words. So try to speak English if you can. Oh well, it, 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 you're going to love it. All right, so Conrad go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. You got a lot of build up here. You got to deliver. Comrade the Tetsky, Comrade the Stansky, please. Either get the off of your medication or get the on of your medication, whatever the case may be. But if you get on of your medication, hisky, hisky, hosky, up of your nosky. Thank you very much. Very nice. Dave, that was actually pretty good ski. It was actually pretty decent ski. Thank you very much, ski. I appreciate <laughs> it. Dave, you're terrific. Thank you. Let's go to Mimi. On line two, maybe I don't know how you top that one. I don't know. There's a video out there from 2018 where uh, Biden presented himself before the Economic Council, and he told them that uh, he went to uh, Ukraine. Yeah, we were talking about it earlier. We were talking about the video where he says, hey, I withheld a billion dollars. You didn't tell Stan about it, that there is that evidence. There's evidence from the guy who worked with uh, with Hunter, and he they hired him. He was earlier, like two years ago, he was on TV, and he he told that that uh, uh, Biden did get money. I forgot his name. He was all over the TV. He was interviewed. Well, a couple. Uh, by the way, I mean? yes, yes. The thing is, Mimi, a and number of a number of people have said that. The question is proving that. You know, um, and also, you know, people can make allegations when you're dealing with, you know, somebody like the president of the United States, the former vice president at the time. Um, the question is, can we prove that money did go somewhere? Even Hunter writes, hey, I keep giving half to my dad. Uh, so 
where's the evidence of that? He could say he was bragging about it, you know, that he was just making it up. Or my dad's not really sitting next to me, even though I said he was. Uh, so how do you prove it? Because they were stonewalling every step of the way. That's why I keep going back to those bank records, because if they can somehow show that whether it was money that went in or it went into a house or it went into something um, or that they can prove that or there's an audio tape or there's, you know, who knows where this goes? I think this investigation is just the tip of the iceberg. But I did bring up that video, Mimi. Uh, Stan didn't hear it because he had too much wax in his ears. But I agree with you. Uh, I think that that's very compelling. Let's go to Joaquin real quick on line three. Joaquin, your thoughts about all this? Really, you know what? I don't think the Hunter Biden thing is going to go anywhere. And Joe could part him on the way out. But according to Mark Levine, this could be dragged out for a long time on all kinds of appeals. And this, of course, is just being done to separate uh, from the whole thing about the ties with Joe and Hunter and what they did abroad. Now, as far as Stan goes, communist Stan, you know, he wants to make China great again, just like Joe Biden. OK, they're sending all the, the uh, they allow the balloons to fly over this country. They're you know, they're allowing uh, with the solar energy, with the green stuff. They're making China great again. Now, the other thing, Rita, is, is the other night when I was telling the story about my grandfather, kind of dropped out at the end. I didn't get to say what happened to him. He died at a concentration camp, and uh, he was executed. And it was because he was helping undesirable people. My grandmother with nine children was basically left destitute afterwards. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You're, you, you come from very uh, heroic staff. I mean, I'm just thinking about your your history. You just said about your grandfather and what he went through. That is unbelievable. What what do you think is the message and the lesson um, from all of that? Obviously, you know, uh, never again, for sure. But what what message did you take forward, especially right, coming from that? All right. So you were, you're talking about somebody was pointing out there's a lot of parallels between, you know, fascism and Nazi Germany and the way this government is being taken over right now. You know, and even communists, you know, the way communists taking countries over and with what's being done to Donald Trump and even Rudolph Giuliani, he calls it that also. And there's just and even everything that's been happening to the political prisoners on January 6th. Unfortunately, I think that after COVID, uh, everything has just been set up to take take basically MAGA. What's wrong with MAGA? Okay, make America great again. What's the opposite of that? Tear the country down. So they've gone out of their way to turn, you know, Americans that believe in the sovereign constitutional republic of the United States of America that were white supremacists, okay, and so that we're going to be the enemies of the state. Well, it's a sad testament, and you're right there. I do think some of the mindset, obviously, um, comparing, you know, obviously, sadly, what your grandfather went through, and my father grew up right outside the Warsaw Ghetto, so saw a lot of horrible things. Uh, but you understand it all too well, obviously, sadly, uh, given the family history uh, that you had. Um, but you know what? I still also I just hate because it is such an extreme comparison. But I do see a lot of the mindset of what they're doing and some of the steps they're doing. It is completely un-American, and I do think it's a dangerous path. In so many different ways. I just always hate equating something as severe as certainly as the Holocaust to me. I think that's a whole other, a whole other horrible, disgusting atrocity and nothing could compare to that pure evil. But I hear what you're saying, Joaquin. And, and Joaquin, I'm, th- I'm glad you shared the story too. Thank you so much. And, and of course, wow, it's just, it's heartbreaking to hear what happened in your own family.
Thank you so, so much. Let's go to Sandra real quick on line eight. Sandra, your thoughts. I'm going to talk real quick. I wanted to say that I just don't take anything seriously regarding Hunter and the focus they're putting on him. I think it's just to distract us from his father, Joe. But I wanted to say two quick things. One, I met you a while ago at the Kellyanne Conway book event. I don't know if you remember me at, uh, at the restaurant 18, but you have a caller. That I do. You often, honey. Do you remember me? Maybe. I do. I, I do. That was a great book <laughs> event. I remember it. Yes. Oh, and, and anyway, but I wanted to ask you a favor. You have a, a, a lovely woman that calls your show often. Her name is Tony. She lives in New Jersey. I live in New Jersey. We seem to have common caring about this country, and I would love to talk to her. So what? Do you, how could I go about that? Well, wait, leave my number? Yeah, well, well, what you could do is you can leave your number with uh, my call screener, and okay. and after we hang up, and then if she calls in and if she wants to do it, I'm happy to connect you guys. But obviously, yeah, that's the only way it's gonna. Ha- but but that, you're such that, a sweetie, and Sandra, I will tell you, you are such a doll. Yes. So anybody who gets to know you is lucky, lucky, Aww. lucky. Hold on one sec, okay? <laughs> Hold on one sec. There you go. Thank you. It's great to reconnect with you, and everybody. Now I want to talk with you also. How sweet that she called up. Um, now I want to talk with you about what's been going on at these protests, because there were more of them tonight. This one taking place at an old airfield over a potential migrant shelter that looks like it sure is in the works. And this one is going to be a mega shelter. We were talking about it earlier. Seven thousand beds, potentially. And it could get a lot bigger because it is a huge airfield and there's a lot of room there at this location. It's in southeast Brooklyn. It is near a beach. Uh, What could go wrong there? Mostly single adult men. And here is tonight. uh, Curtis Sliwa was there. Also, my other fellow WABC uh, colleague, Sid Rosenberg, leading the charge. Um, I think it's a noble mission. People need to know what's going on. And these things seem to be kind of like suddenly popping up out of nowhere. They seem to be building and working on construction. So it looks like a mega one is going in this area. And a lot of people are rightfully upset. Take a listen. Here's a little bit more from the protest tonight. We bring any more illegal aliens into Staten Island. And we're bringing out the 18-wheel tractor trailers. The independent truckers are going to park parallel. We're blocking the Verrazano Bridge, the Adams Crossing, the Bayonne Bridge, the Gothos Bridge. We're going to lock down Staten Island. We don't have enough cops. We don't have enough handcuffs. We're all going to jail. That was Curtis. It was on fire tonight. Wow, Curtis Lewa, who was out there leading the charge. And meantime, if you listen to a number of local politicians in New York, they are pushing, and this is the mayor is doing this, the governor is doing this, also Congressman Hakeem Jeffries, who's the minority leader there in the House, who hopes to be majority leader if the Democrats take over. Uh, he basically is saying, listen, we want them to work. That seems to be the message. They keep pushing for the work, work, work. Listen to what he had to say. In New York, the congressional delegation on the Democratic side has been very clear that we believe one of the paths forward is to make sure that the migrants are temporarily authorized to be able to work. 
It's all about work, work, work. How is that going to disincentivize them from coming? The federal government also apparently is releasing the $100 million that they were supposed to be sending New York City not that long ago. It sounds like a lot, uh, but the New York City, basically, uh, standard, they're saying for the next three years, they're expecting it to cost $12 billion. And I don't hear them saying, you know what, we're going to put the buses back at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. President Biden, how dare you do this? How pre- I don't hear that. Where is that? All they say is we need more money, so keep them coming. And then we need work permits. So guess what? Maybe then they could vote also in municipal elections. There's a lot of stuff here. And boy, this is just a mess. So no wonder people like Curtis and Sid are out there at these protests. These are in their community. They're right near a beach. They're right near schools. Uh, Don't you think that that is a major concern? And they seem to keep on coming. We were talking to the head of emergency services, and he was saying there's now 208 shelters in New York City, 208. And now they're building another one that may have 7,000 of them. I mean, where does it end? Let's go to Mike on line three. Uh, Mike, you're near Floyd Bennett Field, the old airfield, right? Tell us about it. Uh, yes, I am. That was originally the uh, Naval, Navy Air. Then it became uh it went into Gateway National Park. How they got past that, I don't know. But the excuse me, the uh, it's in it's in an isolated area more or less. There's, there's no way around it. It's the south end of Brooklyn. Yeah, but there's a beach nearby, right? It's like right across right, the way, one mile over the, the um, Gil Hodges Marine Park Bridge. So let me just ask you, let let me just ask you, now that you gave us sort of a lowdown of the area, which is great, Mike, because I think people need to know, um, is this where you want to see suddenly 7,000 migrants uh, pitching up if it's, you said, a mile from your house? How do you feel about it? Um, I'm believing I'm going for the Second Amendment. I'm going to protect my property. Wow, Mike. That's, that's how I feel about it. Mike, well, you got to be careful. Just make sure you don't oh, ab- don't that. abuse you know, that Second in, Amendment, all right? The, they got to come in the house. Well, know? hopefully you don't but have any they, problems, Mike. They're only, they're only a, a two miles from Sheepshead Bay. Wow. Mike. And then you go up. Mike, north. Mike, let me just tell you something. You got to be careful. And two, obviously, there's a lot of good people that are coming, uh, but a lot of them are not vetted. Most of them are not vetted. Um, and you want to be careful, obviously, too. Uh, but uh, don't abuse that Second Amendment either, my friend. Make sure you don't. Uh, let's go, if we can, after that one. Let's go to Joanne, line five. Thank you, Rita. Um, I just, uh, oh, boy, this is loaded, the whole thing, everything. Um, so I was that last that, conversation, um, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah oh, big, big time, big time, and that's scary. You know, it's right, though. I feel the same way, but it's. It's it's uh, risky. In any event, um, I don't know. They were going to do it up here in Westchester, but not Westchester. It's actually the Bronx. Um, what's the beach down there? Orchard Beach. They they actually had them all started, but then they ripped them down because they said there was there was some kind of like they were sinking and you know whatever. So they tore them down, and they were all young single men also. That to me, and it was maybe a mile and a half down the road. I'm on the border of New Rochelle and Tellamanor. 
Pelomano is right on the side street here. And, and so we are, like I'm going to say, a mile down the road. Very, very frightening. And particularly because it was the men. Not that that means anything, because even if they're families, the men at night, what are they going to do? They get restless, they'll walk out, they'll come in. The, yeah, I don't know. Very scary. Um, what I get um, concerned about, by the way, Joanne, what I get concerned about, too, yes. is when you're thinking of um, the single adult males, there is concern because you don't want these guys just sort of sitting around, uh, restless, uh, drinking, who knows what, uh, looking for trouble. Also, you know, sadly, the uh, what happens, too, is that a lot of times they get recruited into gangs, too. That's an issue, too. Um, so there's a lot of problems here. Uh, not that you want to do what the other guy was talking about, but um, but there are serious concerns. We're going to continue your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. We are talking about the migrant shelters that just keep popping up and up and up across New York City. Also, by the way, uh, a deadline is fast approaching on this potential strike that looks almost basically eminent. Uh, This is with the UAW, the United Auto Workers Union, saying if no deal happens in a matter of minutes, they will strike the three big automakers and it doesn't look like they have reached a deal which means that a massive auto workers union strike the uaw which is one of the biggest unions in the country uh that could potentially happen in a matter of minutes we'll keep you posted on that wow what a busy time and especially as the economy is not doing well uh also workers making less money now three years in a row overall in this country we're just talking about workers in general and the workers with the auto workers union saying they wanted a massive price hike, saying they were do it and want it. And they also want other issues, too, as well. We'll keep you posted. We're also talking about the migrant crisis as more of these shelters are popping up. Another big protest tonight at an old airfield, Floyd Bennett Field in southeast Brooklyn. Uh, let's go to Susan. Line seven. Susan, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Uh, I want you to know I live on 62nd and York Avenue across the street from the Bentley Hotel that was bought by the slum, the notorious slumlords, the Podolsky brothers. During the pandemic, um, for two years, we lived with a single adult men that were taken out of shelters and put into the hotel. Um, it wasn't a day that I didn't walk down the street that I didn't see someone overdose either from alcohol or drugs. After they left, the end of the year, this, at the beginning of 2023, they threw out everything in the hotel, mattresses, furniture, and we thought, oh, we're going back to a hotel, but little did we know it became a migrant shelter. Well, so how had, many are in there now? 192 rooms. So wow. you figure it out. Wow. And which hotel is that? The Bentley, you said. Bentley with river views on the East River here, 62nd Street, um, views of the entire river and the Queensboro Bridge in a luxury neighborhood. And the irony of it is that our buildings house all the hospital employees. 
four Nobel laureates from Rockefeller University, Sloan Kettering, Hospital for Special Surgery, Cornell, and wow. New York Presbyterian. Susan, thank you. Wow, wow, wow. The Bentley Hotel. Well, it sounds like there's over 200 sites in New York and a lot more coming. Pray for this city, guys. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.